I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Could a tiny house in a dynamic community village provide big transformational results to a huge homeless challenge? And would such a program require more massive government spending to be effective? Think again. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Salt Lake City is taking the next step towards approving another tiny home project by the Other Side Academy. Again, the Other Side Village uh, will be this. Uh, If approved, the tiny home village would be uh, built for the homeless on the west side of Salt Lake City. Joseph Grinney, the co-founder of the Other Side Academy, joins us to talk about the project and the impact it could have uh, on the community. Joseph, thanks for joining us today. Uh, So happy to talk with you. You were there when we made the announcement of our intention on April 29th, and here we are just a couple of months later, and we think we may have found a home. Wow. Uh, And this this is a... uh a tribute and a testament to so many things that uh, that we love to talk about. One that uh, within the parentheses of a crazy idea, uh, miracles happen. And I think that's what's happening with the speed of this uh, project and process. Uh, but for our listeners, let's do a, a little catch up. Let's, uh, let's start with a description uh, of the Other Side Village, what the concept is and uh, how we're uh, coming together in terms of uh, the other side village, the city, the business community, and how uh, this can actually happen. Yeah, the, the the wonderful thing that the other side village offers is it's the answer to what most of the people that we've been talking with over the past four months who are living on the streets today really want. They aren't just looking for a tiny home or a shed or a place to get off the street. They want a different life. And really, people don't arrive at homelessness until there's really been a whole level uh, and multiple layers of catastrophe. It's a breakdown of their uh, their social capital and financial capital and lifestyle. And, and so it's a loss of so many things. What the Other Side Village will be about is a beautiful, self-reliant, as you said, dynamic community that offers jobs and a lifestyle and amenities and draws the larger community together in as well. It's going to be something that uh, that Utah will be offering, not just to some of those who are unsheltered today, but to the world. 
Uh, I, I think it's so important that you uh, you mention those two components. We often talk about the uh, financial capital <laughs> needed to solve problems, uh, and but you mentioned the the social capital component to this, and, and this isn't just about uh, getting some money to, as you say, you know, build some tough sheds for people to uh, you know have a, a roof over their head when it rains and snows. Uh, but this is about social capital. De- describe that to us just a little deeper. Yeah, that's exactly the case. The the uh, uh, if you if you talk to people that have been living on the streets for a year or three years or five years, um, it, it's the most degrading experience. Not just because I, I've lost some of my assets, but relationships break down, and relationships on the streets often become relationships of necessity, and uh, and. When we're in desperate circumstances and trying to survive day to day, it affects our character as well. Uh, none of us would would not be changed by that kind of an experience. What the other side village will offer is a safe, trustworthy, vibrant, dynamic place where people can get on their feet financially, can get job ready if they need support and help with that, where they can be in an environment where they can be sober, I, where if they want to improve their circumstances and move up in life, they have the possibility of doing that. But most of us, at the end of the day, have gotten to where we are because of the relationships that we have. And that's what people will have access to, again, relationships with people who are healthy, who are heading someplace in their life, who have expectations of them so that we can rise to the occasion. And all of us really are the, an expression of the community that we're embedded in. And, and uh, the Other Side Village will be a positive offer for that. Yeah, Joseph, when you talk about those relationships, that when we see someone who experiencing homelessness on the street, uh, we rarely think about, you know, what's the relationship structure? As, as you were describing that, Joseph, I immediately had pop in my head a, uh, a quote from Abraham Lincoln, uh, who talked about poverty in general and said, you know, people aren't poor because they don't have access to capital. They're poor because they don't have access to opportunity and to people. And so much of the work that Lincoln did during his administration uh, was to connect people with canals and roads and bridges. Uh, And you're doing that with relationships so that we begin to really look at those experiencing homelessness, uh, not just as liabilities to be managed, but as human assets, human potential, human relationships to be fostered and developed. Yeah, if people want to understand what it takes to help somebody transform their lives, they they don't need to look any further than what helped them to get where they are today. So, you know, who you're with is who you are. And the the kinds of assets we can draw upon in a moment of emergency or when we're looking for a job or when we're trying to solve a problem in a relationship, it's having a network of people who have figured it out before who have uh, been able to solve the problems that are immediately in front of you that you can draw out to that shapes you, that creates you as a human being. And, you know, I, I think sometimes we look at the uh, at those who are unsheltered in a condescending way, thinking that all they need is services. They need assets. We need to give them something. We need to transfer something from me to them and that that's what's required. And that's the, the, the most minor of the things that any of us needs when we're in difficult circumstances. What we need is the love and support and connection of other people and particularly those who are heading in the direction that we want to head. Who you're with is who you are. And the Other Side Village will be a place where people will be able to create and enhance relationships that, that will help them to get to where they would really always wanted to be in their lives. So, so let's dig in just a, a little bit here before we take a break uh, to just talk about uh, kind of where we are in this process. Uh, of course, whenever you start talking about uh, this kind of community, 
Uh, sometimes there are other communities who will say, not in my backyard. I don't want that uh, near, you know, my shopping center or, or this part of town. Uh, tell us where we are in that process and uh, what things look like, what some of the announcements this week mean uh, to continue to move this project forward. Yeah, so we're at the very end of a process that will involve a lot of public input. And we're excited about that. We think as we share this vision that, number one, people will recognize that this is an asset that will be coming to 1850 Indiana Avenue, which is the site that we believe will be perfect for the other side village. But what I, what will also happen through these conversations is our vision will evolve. We'll come to understand what the neighbors around us would like in terms of amenities that could be accessible to them in this neighborhood. We'll get to understand any concerns they have and also help them to appreciate that the way the Other Side Academy has worked is it has lifted the profile of the community that it entered. So while those that the Other Side Academy serves were formerly marginalized and some may have considered even dangerous, uh, we are the favored neighbors in the community where we are today because of the culture of our community. This will be precisely the same. You and I would both say, I'm sure, Boyd, that the time we spend at the Other Side Academy makes us a better human being. Everybody that walks into the Other Side Village will be able to say precisely the same. So where we are in the process is we have filed for a modification of zoning uh, so that we'll be able to build a 440-home mixed-use community at this site at 1850 South Indiana Avenue. And, uh, uh, and that will begin a process of public input, of, uh, of consideration and evaluation. We'll be com- meeting with the community councils in the potential neighborhood. Uh, we'll be talking with the neighbors. We have a date on August 23rd where we'll, we'll be holding a, a barbecue and a local event where we'll be able to share a vision. We'll have virtual reality goggles there where people can actually walk through the proposed view of the village and kind of experience it firsthand. So a lot of great conversations ahead. Wonderful. And uh, Joseph has agreed to stay with us. Again, we, we love the Einstein. It's not about being smarter. It's about being willing to stay with the question a little longer Joseph's going to stay with us just a little bit longer, and we're going to dig deeper. So you want to stay with us. We're going to talk about how the Other Side Village, what that is going to mean to those in our city who are facing homelessness, uh, and as Joseph pointed out, many other issues, uh, and how this kind of approach can be done without massive amounts of government spending and will actually provide those who have been chronically experiencing homeless a path forward, a path up, a path of hope, and a path where they will contribute back as a member of our community. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and Get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.